39 was last year, and he could barely, like, right. throw a ball out of a barnside. Um, it's time for Derek Izumaki's foot in mouth. Yo, what's good, party people? What is good, y'all? Welcome back to another edition of the Foot and Mouth Podcast. Man, I've been holding that in for a long time. That's what he said. But... I really have. It's been a long time since I've done the podcast. My apologies to all my faithful listener, listeners out there. Trying to get some schedules worked out. Still me solo right now. Working on getting Willie T, your boy, Will Tomasini, the real Italian, back in the building. So he once again provides that validity this podcast desperately needs. But it doesn't matter. I keep on chugging along. Validity or not. Validation not needed. Because I'm in the building and we're here to talk some football. Some foosball, some soccer, the glorious game, the beautiful game, and my goodness, my goodness, is there a lot to get into. So much is going on. Nobody wants to win the league, apparently, in La Liga. Some leagues are already wrapped up. Juve might not even be playing in in Europe at all. What? Dortmund might be making the Champions League. Holland not leaving. Say what? A lot to get into. But before we do, we'll get into the nitty gritty stuff right now. I got to give the props where it's due to. I got to pay homage to the champions. The champions that have solidified their titles. They have taken down their leagues and they are holding down fast. So shouts to you, Inter Milan. You need it. A clap for Inter Milan right now. Y'all finally won your Scudetto. Y'all took down the Serie A championship. You are the champions of Italy. Congratulations. Much needed. A nine-year run of Juve. Sorry, Will. I apologize. But about time we change it up a little bit. Add some little flavor into the mix. And there's definitely a lot of flavor going on in the Serie A. We'll get to it. Next up, I have to give a congratulations. Man City. Manchester City, the citizens over in Manchester. You got your title, your fifth Premier League title. Congratulations. Congratulations. You can thank Man United for shitting the bed against Leicester City. Either way, the win of a championship is a win no matter what. As Ikai Gunuwan tweeted out, you'd rather win it at your own turf, on your own ground, at your own terms. But you'll take the championship win, and a floundering of Manchester United is just as delicious. So, we have champions solidified in Manchester City, in Inter Milan, and obviously, I mean, I often forget about them, but they cannot be forgotten. They are the German giants over in Bayern Munich. Salute to you, gentlemen, for winning the Bundesliga yet again. Yet again. So somebody, come on, in Germany, mix it up, y'all. Mix it up. Now, I do have to give a special shout-out to the potential 
French champions. That is not going to be PSG. PSG has been um, lackluster at best when it comes to playing football this entire year. It's been pretty disgusting. Uh, they're currently three points. Uh, Lille, Lille has a three-point lead currently. So they, with two two games left, have a chance to take down, to change it up a little bit over in France. So do what you can, boys. So France, yet to be decided. And La Liga, yet to be decided. As Barcelona dropped some important points yesterday against Levante, and Atletico Madrid is currently holding on to all three points against, uh, hanging on to all three points to make sure that they gain a little bit of a cushion if you would say, over Barcelona and Real Madrid and Sevilla, who are all on that ass. So, a lot of excitement still happening. Even though there are champions crowned in certain leagues, there's still so much going on below those champions, fighting for Champions League spots, fighting for European competition. It is uh, spicy, delicious, and Oh, so juicy. So we're going to break it down for you. We're going to start in the Premier League first because this is the one that's got the craziest shit happening on on planet Earth in terms of what could go happening, what could go wrong, what what what's going to happen for possible these important, vital top six top six positions. Manchester United, Man City, you're solidified in. You're good to go. Don't worry about it. No sweat. You all are you all are playing European football next season. Congratulations. Expected. That being said, who else is going to be joining you? Leicester City looks pretty in hand right now that you all will be joining them sitting at 66 points. They should be in there. Chelsea sitting at 64 points. And West Ham, their next closest competition, sitting at fifth with 58 points. However, West Ham has a game in hand. So, still spicy. Can still, still things can be shaken up. For the Champions League spots, those top four spots in particular, Chelsea, if they win out, they're in. Same with Leicester City. So you want to say the top four spots should be taken care of. Chelsea has, I don't want to say an easy road, but if they drop the matches against Ashton Villa and Leicester City, which, hey, that's going to be a tough one no matter what, because they are going to be facing Leicester City in the FA Cup final, and then they have to face them again in the league and then Ashton Villa to make sure that they solidify their Champions League spots. So a tough, tough road for Chelsea to make sure that they are in the Champions League next season, which is all also important in terms of the transfer market, in terms of keeping your talent, in terms of the money that you get. So a lot hinging on Chelsea winning these next few games. Ashton Villa and two against Leicester City. West Ham, as I did say, they're, they're the underdogs. They're the one you should be rooting for. If you have no dog in the battle, this is the dog you want. West Ham is a team that you all should be latching onto for dear life because they have a chance to really put a, make a statement if they can get somehow find a way into the Champions League. Is it likely? No. But they can get European competition, which is still huge for West Ham. Still huge if they can get the Europa League. And they have Brighton, West Brom, and Southampton to deal with the next three games in the league. If they can get those, they should solidify their spot in the Europa League no matter what. And if Chelsea slips up, they could find their way into the Champions League, which you should all be rooting for desperately if you have no dog in the battle. 
a lot of people do have dog in the battle because Liverpool, Tottenham, Arsenal are all looking into the mix too. They're all trying to get some feasting in as well. And there are two spots. They need two spots in the, champ- in the for the Europa League. Fifth and sixth spot. West Ham, if they win out, like I said, they should take that fifth. Liverpool currently sitting at sixth place with two games in hand. Two games in hand over right now. And they have 57 points. One game in hand over Tottenham, but two games in hand over Chelsea. So there's a chance that Liverpool still could make that Champions League run if they do go on a nice little tear, which they are playing a little bit better. They have been. They had a nice 2-0 win over Southampton this past weekend, but a big game against Man United tomorrow. That makeup game after that protest that happened where the guys stormed the field and had themselves a little, 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 little game of football on the pitch. They're living out their childhood dreams. Who wouldn't? That's fantastic. And letting the guys know, sticking it to the, to the Glazers, letting them know, y'all suck ass. Stop trying to be greedy bitches and let's play some football. And that's what they wanted to do. That's what they're going to do tomorrow in the makeup game. Manchester United, Liverpool. That's going to be a great game. Big, big implications for Liverpool. They need, they need those three points, y'all. You Reds, you better, you better come out cheering on your boys because they need those three points desperately. They got West Brom after that, Burnley after that, and then Crystal Palace at home. So after this Man United, it should be cake. It should be cake for them, but they need all three points from Man United, West Brom, Burnley, and Crystal Palace to really make sure that they're giving a fighting chance to make sure that they stay in the European competition because they're on that ass right now. And that on that ass is Tottenham. Tottenham on that ass right now. They are looking to make sure that they aren't completely and utterly dejected by this complete and utterly waste of a season. Started off fantastic. West, I mean, Tottenham was leading the league at one point in time. They had their tops of the table. They're the talk of the town. Harry Kane. Hing Ming Son. Fantastic combination. They were deadly. Kane setting it up. Saw him back of the net. It was pure golazos. And now it's just pure shit in the beds. Jose Mourinho out after his scuffle with the ownership in regards to the Super League. So shouts to Jose Mourinho having a man of character, man of understanding where he was. You can hate the guy for being a, at times kind of old school. Maybe hasn't adapted to the new ways of the footballing world, but still talented nonetheless. They asked him, what does he do? Finds his way home to Roma right now. So he's going to have a chance to really make a name for himself once again back in the European, um, back in the uh, Italian circuit where he once, where he really made his name for himself going from the inter titles. So Jose, you can't get rid of him. All right. He's a bad rat. Well, he's not a bad rash. He's a, it's a rash that you not in a, a really. It's not a rash that comes back, but not in a spot that you're really that worried about. Like it might come on your leg or something. It's like, oh man, I got my reg- leg, rash leg again. Kind of annoying, but you know what? You deal with it. But it just keeps you feeling a little spicy. Like, okay, all right, all right. You deal with them. You can't. You can't get rid of them. You cannot get rid of them. You don't really want to get rid of them too, because he does bring so much to the table. He's such an entertaining figure in the world of football. You know, so the rash you don't want to get rid of, Jose Mourinho. Find his way to Roma. I completely lost track of where I was going with this uh, analogy. Kind of what happens when I'm doing this all by myself and uh, I let my, my thoughts roam. And I'm really trying my hardest to remember where I was at to make sure this conversation isn't completely dead. And we were talking about Tottenham. And they're on that ass right now. 
luckily I remembered because this would have been a terrible situation. But Jose Mourinho, Tottenham, we brought it back full circle. Here we are. We're back on the bicycle. Fell off there for a second. But you know what? You got to get back on. So Tottenham, they're fighting for that European competition. They need it just for some type of sanity, I feel, in Tottenham. They're going to lose their minds there. You know, I just feel like it's going to be a high suicide rate if they don't get into this, you know, league because they've done nothing except give them hope and then tantalize their, their feelings, get them all juiced up, and then just can't let them climax. Can never let them climax. They just pull away. They're getting major blue balls in Tottenham, and I just feel it's never going to be good. You When you get, you know, you get those blue balls, you can't bust out. You're going to bust in, you know, and that's not good. You need those balls, boys. You need to be able to bust at some point. And if you can't, anarchy. The team that should be really feeling good about themselves, except don't feel good about yourself because you're rooting for Arsenal for some unfortunate reason. I get a why they had their runs, but... My goodness, this has been a crazy year for Arsenal. They had themselves a fantastic game against Chelsea as the London Derby took place. And Arsenal came out on top, taking all three points over Chelsea, with Chelsea desperately wants those three points. Like I said, they're making sure they are got that big lineup of two lesser cities and Ashton Villas. But Arsenal coming in big, getting three points against Chelsea. All three points to give them a fighting chance to make it in to European competition. They have a chance to be able to get into the Europa League. Crazy enough, that is, as a shit of a season it's been for Arsenal, they still have a chance. At 16 wins, 7 draws, and 13 fucking losses, Arsenal still have a chance to make it in there right now with 55 points. And, I mean, they have talent, no doubt. Youngsters all around from Odegaard. Tierney to Smith Rowe, Abumayang, Lacazette, Martinelli, Bellerin, Xhaka. I mean, I'm going through this list of, of guys that, you know, they're, they're solid names out there. And for some reason, just, you know, have had this lackluster season. But for some God knows reason, they've been able to get into the chance to, to be able to make it in there. They might be. They could be. It's, is it, do I think it's going to happen? I don't know. It's Arsenal. You can't trust them anymore. You know, like they've kind of lost that faith in, I feel, you know, their fans have lost that. I mean, they haven't because they're still their fans, but they have three games, Crystal Palace, Brighton, two games left, I'm sorry, against Crystal Palace and Brighton. Both very winnable for them if they play up to the potential. If they do that, they do all they can. They get something goes wrong on the Tottenham front, on the Liverpool front, and on the Everton front. My boys in blue, the toughest! My goodness, what a season it's been. So much hope. So much hope has led to, once again, the shattered life we're used to in Everton, where mid-table oblivion. But we, too, Everton, still in the mix. Sitting at 55 points, too. And if they find their way in there, I would be ecstatic Facing off against Ashton Villa tomorrow, Sheffield United and Wolves to round and Man City to end the season. So tough, tough road for for the Toffees to end on Man City. But Sheffield and Wolves and Ashton Villa, you never know. I mean, this is that's why you got to pay attention because this the fight for the top six spots is 
glorious right now. Uh, just to be able to get into any type of European play would be fantastic for Everton, especially for West Ham. But embarrassment for Liverpool, embarrassment for Tottenham, embar- embarrassment for Arsenal if they are not able to get into it. I root for the embarrassment. I hope for the I root for the underdogs as well. Granted, me, you know, my my Everton, my Blues, my toughest. I want them to do well. I want them to get into any type of European competition because that gives them some buying power, and that's what all these teams are looking for, especially with the potential that's out there on the market. You need that buying power. And if you're a big-name squad and you don't have that buying power of European competition, good luck next year. And it's tough to get back to it. So, like I said, you've got West Ham, Liverpool, Tottenham, Arsenal, and Everton all fighting for European glory. Chelsea, maintaining that Champions League spot. It's going to be tough, but... They have a big enough lead, and if they hold out strong, they'll be in the Champions League next year. But those sixth, that Europa League is still enticing for many of those squads out there. The likes of West Ham, the likes of Everton, they would desperately love that. And I would desperately love it too. Here's to hoping. Here's to hoping. All right. We spent enough on the Premier League. I spend way too much time on the Premier League. It's just the biggest league out there. You have to. Keeps me entertained as much as possible. And it's the one that I watch the most because thanks to you to NBC Sports Network for always having it on. And I have their Peacock thing too, which allows me to watch pretty much every game out there. So I can watch every game from that one. ESPN's a bitch and a half to try to watch their UV games. And um, yeah, it's on the ESPN 3. It's bullshit. Either way, we keep it pushing on. The one league I cannot watch being sports that prize of a channel that no one wants to pay for la liga where they're broadcasted on they're in full effect i enticed it enough at the beginning of the podcast i might as well dive full head head on in right now atletico they've pretty much they had a big big win today as they solidified all three points to give themselves a a i don't want to say comfortable lead they have a four-point lead over barcelona got 80 points barcelona 76 points, Real Madrid, 75 points, Sevilla, 74 points. But Real, Real Madrid and Sevilla both have a game in hand. That being said, big, big win for Atletico Madrid over Real Sociedad, taking 2-1 to get all three points to give them that cushion over Barcelona to give them the fighting chance to take the La Liga title. Now there's still chances for Either one, any, any three of these teams to take it, Atletico, Barca, and Real Madrid. I think Sevilla, do they have a chance to do it? Yeah, of course they do. They're 74, one point behind Real Madrid, only six points behind Atletico Madrid again with, uh, you know, they don't have a game in hand. I would say it's going to be a lot tougher, a lot tougher for Sevilla to be able to do this. I didn't realize they didn't have that game in hand, but it's Atletico's to lose. And I think it's going to be honestly Real Madrid to give the fighting chance right now. The way Barcelona has been playing in the league has been kind of pathetic. Their form, they've just been dropping too many points left and right, dropping points to Levante this past yesterday, and then dropping a, a, a draw to Atletico Madrid. I mean, they had that fantastic win against Valencia, but still, their defense has been lackluster. They led in two fantastic, one in particular from Cuadro Soler from Valencia. But again, 3-3 against Levante, they got to be better than that. They have to. Like, if you want to be winning, I mean, Levante's sitting at 13th with 40 points. I mean, you guys, 
can't be dropping points to to that team, Barcelona, if you want to win the title. That's why I gotta say, Atletico Madrid surging ahead. Go for it. Take it down. And you'll see Barcelona, Real Madrid, and Sevilla still in the Champions League. Well, technically, I don't know. At this point in time right now, Barcelona, Real Madrid, and Juve have yet to actually leave the Super League. And there's potentially facing consequences saying you might not be allowed in the Champions League. So, I don't know. There's so many rumors that run a, uh, run a muck out here. It's hard to try to pinpoint, pinpoint down what is actually going to happen. You hear so many stories. They zig, they zag. And he's going to stand in the middle and just kind of wait to finally hear what the actual truth is. Actually, what the suspension is going to be like for these teams that tried to break away from the Super League. Either way, the fact still remains the same that Barcelona, Real Madrid, and Juve are still in the Super League and they have yet to actually leave it. What that means? Who the fuck knows? I mean, there's somebody who does, but I don't know who the fuck that is because they don't want to talk. All right, moving on. I mentioned UV enough. I talked about Inter winning the title. I got to rub it in more on Will right now. I'm sorry, Willie T. It's coming in hard. All right? It's like pouring salt on your wound right now. Juve. What the fuck? My goodness. I mean, you took care of business today against Asudo, taking them down 3-1. But the fact that Juve is in this predicament is preposterous. In that predicament I'm talking about, is there not even... They might not even be making the fucking Europa League at this point, the way that they're playing. I mean, they probably will make the Europa League. But the fact that they're probably not going to make the Champions League, that's the, that's the bigger truth right there. Juve not making the Champions League, not qualifying for the Champions League. They're sitting fifth right now in Serie A, one point behind Napoli, who's two points behind AC Milan and Atalanta. Inter secured away at number one. But Atalanta Milan... AC Milan, Napoli, Juventus, Lazio. That's your two through six. And Juve, one point separating them from Napoli. They got two games left. I mean, thank goodness you didn't drop the points today. They almost, I mean, the way the game started off, it looked awful for Juve once again. I was able to catch the little first half of that game. And Juve just has a lot of deficiencies in their midfield and in their defense. And they rely too much on Ronaldo. I mean, Ronaldo does amazing things, no doubt, but he can't defend. He can't be on that end of the the, the pitch. That's expecting too much of the man. And that's not his skill set. And if Juve doesn't qualify for the Champions League, like that means Ronaldo's got to be gone, right? Like he has to be. There's no chance that Ronaldo sticks around if they're in the Europa League. You can't. Ex- I cannot see Ronaldo in the Europa League. That's just sacrilegious to me. He has to be in the Champions League for everyone's sake. If that means he's leaving Juve, then woo! <laughs> this market just got even spicier. My goodness, I cannot wait for this. So gird your loins, y'all. This offseason is going to be fucking nuts, especially if Juve doesn't qualify for the fucking Champions League. And that means Ronaldo. I just cannot see it happening. I feel like any fan out there could understand that point that you just do not understand how Ronaldo would be willing to stick around at Juve if they're not in the Champions League. Now, Ronaldo did sign a four-year contract with Juve back in 2018, so he still has one year left on that contract. But that being said, 
if he's not going to sign an extension with them for one more year and they're not in the Europa League, he might as well tell them, sell me now, get something, get money for me now. Because there are teams out there that are going to be willing to pay. PSG, I'm looking at you. Hell, there's talks of him. I've also heard talks of him trying to go back to Man United as well. Once again, the rumors run amok. And if Juve doesn't qualify for the Champions League, it only makes them spicier. It only stirs the pot even more. And we love nothing more than a stirred pot over in the footballing world. Like, literally. Like, everyone wants a little, a little, little, little pot stir. Everyone wants a little handle that they can put into the giant pot of football and just start stirring. So it creates this giant vortex of stirs, and you don't know what shit's going on anymore. It's just a mixture of bullshit and lies and a little bit of truth into, mixed in with the mix, sprinkled in. Either way, this could be fun. I cannot wait. I love it. It's beyond spectacular what's going to happen in this offseason. I just can feel it. The shakeup's been happening for the, quite some time. And we're about to have an explosion of just teams trying to make it. They always do. And there's a lot of big names on the market. And one of those big names being Holland, Erling Holland from Borussia Dortmund. Now, he made a statement saying that he wouldn't leave Dortmund if Dortmund qualified for the Champions League. Now, I said in this podcast earlier that I didn't think that was going to happen. Now, however, I'm making I'm eating my own words right now as Dortmund has been surging ahead frantically as they have a one point lead over Frankfurt for that coveted fourth Champions League spot with two games left to go. So if Dortmund wins out, they're in the Champions League. Now, Haaland said he wouldn't leave Dortmund if they qualify for the Champions League. So does that mean Haaland's not going to leave? I mean, if he's a band of... You can't trust what the footballers say when it comes to whether they're going to stay or going to go, obviously. They're going to play to the fans. And he might have thought that was an impossible goal. So he said, hey, I gotta, if you want me, you got to get for the Champions League at least. And then they did. He's like, oh, shit. Well, I got to go anyway. I mean, the club is still in a financial fickle. Financial pickle? Financial fickle. Wow. <laughs> Our financial pickle. Where they got to start unloading some, of, unloading some of their assets. Now, Jordan Sancho, the long-targeted man, unite, the long-man United target, is once again back on their radar. As they desperately want that kid. Who wouldn't? He's England. He's, he's English-born. Bring him back to England. Man United love that. And Dortmund need to sell. They need to make some money. At the same point in time, the money that Holland is going to demand, it's going to be impossible for Dortmund to not entertain that. And myself is means I want to see him go to a bigger club. I want to see him go to a, a team that's he can just dominate it. You know that he has. Now does does he have a good team around him in Dortmund? No doubt. They're a fun squad from Marco Royce. Emir Chan, Matt Hummels. So they have some talent around him. But it would just be a lot better to see him on. I would love to see him on. on like I said, Man City would be the team I'd love to see him play for. Just that midfield that Man City brings to the table with him at the forefront of that that attack would just be, well, it's me getting hard right there. Thinking about football. 
disgusting. So this transfer market's going to be as a doozy, y'all. It always, they usually are, but this one in, in particular, just because of the names that are out there, and especially, especially if that means Ronaldo's on the table too. Because if he's not going to, if they don't have any Champions League aspirations, not even, if they're in the Europa League, I just, there's a part of me that just feels it's sacrilegious for Juve to keep Ronaldo and make him play in the Europa League. We cannot have that as fans. We need to demand him to be gone. He needs to go someplace else. And he's not going to send an extension with Juve. Might as well get your money. Get your money. Get some money for him. Sell him off. See where it goes. And that only adds to the mix of what would be a fantastic offseason. That coupled with the Euro, the Euro Cup, my goodness. This summer is going to be hot, y'all. Like we might have, like soccer never has really an offseason. Sometimes there's a little bit of a lull no matter what. But this is not going to be one of those summers whatsoever. We are going to be full-fledged, full-bore, going football-heavy all the time. And I'm here for it. I promise it. I'll be here for you guys and giving you all the juicy news, the spicy updates, the stuff that makes me want to come. Because I know that you I know you enjoy that. That's the good stuff. Because that's that's what we as soccer fans, we crave. The stuff that makes you come. Now, I do have one little story to round out this podcast. A cool little story over from our friends in the Netherlands. Ajax, that dominant powerhouse in that the Dutch can't get rid of. You know, they're, they've been dominant over in the Netherlands for since their inception. The Johan Cruyff of the world, the Slatan Ibrahimovic, the Luis Suarez, the talent that has come out of Ajax has been spectacular. De Jong, De Ligt, talent galore all across the planet. Well, they just won once again, I believe their 31st Eredivisie title. And what do they do? Instead of hanging that trophy, well, I guess they did actually end up hanging the trophy in their halls, but put it on display. They took the trophy that they originally awarded, melted it down, and created individual stars for each one of their season ticket holders, which is truly just the coolest thing ever. Now, obviously, the IX has three stars above their crest for the 30-plus titles that they've won. And they decided to give a star to 42,000 of their, their 42,000 senior ticket holders giving them each a piece of the trophy that they won this year, which is such a cool little token, I feel. Because more so over in Europe, the fans actually have somewhat of a say, I feel. I mean, those 42,000 season ticket holders, those are the, that's a lifeline for those clubs. Those are the ones that are keeping that team more afloat than anything else out there. And for them to give them each a piece of that trophy is dope. So shouts to UIX for being a class act, treating the fans right. I mean, they usually do. I mean, the fans have, a, a you know, they're much more passionate because it's not about the team. It's not about the, the players over there. It's about the team. It's about, because each one of those football teams is representing their city and that's what they take pride in, in the city that they're in. So if you're from that city, if you're, you know, that represents your team. Your team represents your city. It represents you. 
here more in the States, we like the stars. The stars are great, no doubt. And there are huge stars over in Europe. No, 100%. Stars galore. But behind that fabric, be the blood that keeps on pumping, the lifeline for you, for football is those fans that pour into those teams, no matter what, everything that they have. And for IX to give them back that trophy, once again, that's dope. So shout to you, IX, once again. And thanks to you guys for listening to this Foot and Mouth podcast. Number 13, I think we're on. I'm going to wrap it up. Nothing else to do, y'all. I'll catch you next week. I promise. Next week. A lot to get into. There's so much to figure out. We need to know. We need to know who's going to be in the Champions League, who's going to be in the Europa League, who's going to be winning titles. Much, much to be figured out, much to be decided. So gird your loins, y'all. Let's go. Much love. Catch you next week. Game over, man. It's game over.